however the intro music goes. Hello today, and welcome to Soul Searching, a Through the Breach actual play talk show. I'm Spencer, and I am alone today, and that, that's it. There's nobody else. Do you want to know why there's nobody else? It's it's a little story. It's a fable by the name of Spencer and the Dropped Ball in which me, Spencer, knows that this is going to be coming out for three weeks and schedules with Ben three different fucking times and then cancels on Ben all three times and just keeps pushing it back into oblivion and then forgets about it, and then gets a message from Alex the day of, asking, hey, it was, maybe there was something uh, miscommunicated about the, the thing. Did I miss something? And I realized, oh no, you didn't miss anything. I just didn't do my job. So, hello today. I'm here, and I'm going to record this episode. I'm going to hang out with y'all, and we're going to talk about the five different fucking episodes that we have to cover. That's going to be great. I'm really excited about that. That that really just warms the cockles. Now, without any banter, we're going to try to fly th You know what? No, there is going to be banter, because right now you might be thinking, man... This is the least amount of co-hosts that there's ever been. But actually, maybe it'll be the most, because we're going to go to Discord. We're going to go to Discord right now, and look at this. Uh, here, oh, here's Ben. Here's Ben on the Discord, and I'm just, while he's at work, I'm going to send him a message. Let's see. Hey, BB, how are you today? What... Did you think of that last episode? And then, then what's going to happen is Ben later on is going to most likely message us back. And I'm going to read his commentary to you guys live as it happens on stream. And then... Basically, he's going to be here. Like, it's it's going to be as though I coordinated this perfectly. You know, we can, we can ask all sorts of people about things. I have, I have a whole, like, friends list. I could call people on the phone. This is going to be great. Actually, this is going to be perfect. This is... You know who else hosted a fucking podcast radio thing by himself? Fucking Fraser Crane. I'm I'm just gonna Frasier this whole fucking thing. So let's go. So normally right now, this is the segment of the podcast where we would bullshit and make jokes and y'all would be laughing at home like I know that you do. But actually we can't do that. So I'm I'm we're gonna jump right in. We're gonna deep dive into this bitch, starting with episode thirty-eight which 
released a day before the last Soul Searching came out. So you've probably already seen it before we commentated on the episodes that month. That was that was fine. That was that was all good because we can cover that now. So oh boy. Oh god. We were at the Starlight Theater and everything was underway. We had Al backstage and he was proven to be real fucking good at just being help at just being the hired help and just a, an oddball handyman. It turns out he's way better at that than his actual job. Jer was applying all of his fucking PI skills to doing this fucking scavenger hunt actually designed for children. <laughs> and of course, Felix who is a fancy man of no small refinement, was just enjoying Beyonce, because that's what refined people do. Now, these next two episodes make up the conclusion of Intermission by Starlight. So, in our summation, we'll try to focus on the arc as a whole, without skipping a lot of what happened. Because guess what? It was over, like, two hours of content. So... We'll try to hit all the notes, but we pick up where we left off. Felix and Jer are on the scavenger hunt, and they're making a bonding experience out of it. Well, Al is separated from the party, but he is proving to be a secret goddamn badass when it comes to stage handing. He's tugging on all the right ropes. He's sewing up all the right dresses. He's finding all the right damsels. And he is just making this magical performance something to be remembered for all times. Because many, many things go wrong backstage. And even though Al could never, ever flip this high when lives are on the line, <laughs> as it turns out, when all that needs doing is making sure that Beyonce has the best performance possible. He is the man. He is on it. He has this shit locked down. So, cutting back from him, Jared and Felix, they're solving riddles. They're figuring shit out. Felix a bit more so than Jared because Jared is not dumb. He has a negative one intelligence. He is not a critical thinker, but he makes for exceptional muscle, which helps later on. <laughs> Felix eventually breaks off, and as a man of refinement, he goes back to his box to enjoy the show, because as a fancy man, that is what you do. And... Jared is forced to set off on his own and immediately botches everything. He he turns this scavenger hunt designed for children into a near-death combat experience when he chooses to pick a fight with the bartender and is promptly kicked out onto the street 
bloodied and broken until he manages to break back into the theater to enlist Felix's help with the rest of the riddles and also keeping him from bleeding out after being stabbed. But hey, if you want to watch that unfold, go listen to the episode. But anyway, as the show winds down, Jared has enough points on the scavenger hunt to win. Felix enjoys the performance and is now given a chance to go meet Madame Olay. And Al, being, as the short man puts it, tall and strong, is offered the chance to bodyguard this worldwide to the second power superstar. And, of course, being Al, he tries to just disgustingly flirt with this poor, poor woman who promptly tries to slip away from him. Until, unfortunately, Jer chooses to bring Al along to the celebrity meetup in which they get to meet this idol sensation. They get a bunch of cool gifts that give them all kinds of crazy buffs that they'll promptly forget about in the episodes to come when they could have been really, really, really useful. And they get a cute picture of them all together, which they all look like fucking psychopaths in, because... Hey, guess what? This is an unfortunate group of save-the-world fucking heroes that we're dealing with. But they make off, and for the most part, that concludes Intermission by Starlight. But it was one of my absolute favorite things to record. It's not a thing that me or any number of people could capture without just reenacting it, but the banter we had together, it really, really felt like the characters finally opened up and started to shine in their own specific ways. And if you didn't watch it, I really, really, really suggest going back because I think it marks sort of a new era in the podcast and how we all interact with one another and I think we probably laughed more over the course of Intermission by Starlight than we have at any other point in the podcast. Probably as part of any conversation we've ever had out of the podcast. It was just really entertaining, and the amount of fun we were having really shows. And I would say that it sort of keeps on keeping on through the rest of the show. I think that energy is still on display in a lot of points of the next arc, the Docile Docents, which starts with a prologue, which, again, is just a whole lot of really decent character development. It is a week-long break from adventuring, and it's just, what did they do in their normal, everyday lives? And Al goes to Felix for magic training. They have a pretty good exchange. 
Jer goes to Felix for healing after his his awful, awful fucking beating in which Jer almost kind of edges towards opening up a bit, but is promptly chewed away in this phenomenon that carries on through the show, which I actually really enjoy, where every time Jer tries to open up to anybody about anything that he's feeling, he immediately gets shut down because they assume that he's just about to be awkward. And it is great, and it pays off in the end, but despite all that, I really like Jer's budding dynamic with Al and Felix, and Felix keeps on keeping on. He does his research, he does his reading, he helps his friends because he's a good goddamn team player, and despite some some small costume changes, the big event at the end is Alan Jer, who have only just started to get along decide to go on a bounty hunt together and sure enough they're going after one of Brecca's old friends and with Jer and Al operating without Felix it goes about as well as you might expect in which there is no plan there is no shared ability whatsoever there's no cohesion and the guy gets away and makes them look like a bunch of jackasses like actual like they don't just fail mind you they are actual fucking dunces by the end of it they get laughed at they get fucking threatened by people who weren't involved they failed to lie it just doesn't pan out but you know what sometimes you go fishing with your buds and you don't catch anything but you're still better for the experience and i think that is the most important point of the prologue is it starts to set up what the next stuff will be but for the most part it's just sort of its own thing it's not even necessarily a part of the overarching plot until the last 10 minutes or so it's just here's the team what do they do when they're not chasing mcfate or running around in the sewers or going to fancy shows it is really nice to just see them out of their element and in their real world settings and I really, really appreciated Alex deciding to put that in there for us because I think it really helps in finally establishing the core of this team as we sort of get towards the end of season one. But at the end of the prologue, we do get to meet Bartholomew, which is Kyle's character, who he got to guest star. He is another... NSR worker B from the Facades of Gods podcast, which you should definitely go and check out after you're completely caught up on Soul Story so that y'all don't have to rely 
on my incessant fucking ramblings. <laughs> but he plays Bartholomew, more affectionately referred to as Barry. Now, Barry has the distinctive pleasure of serving as an introduction to some of the darker unknown elements of Malifaux that we're trying to trying to steer back into as it pertains to the main plot which I don't know if y'all have noticed but our band of three have been promptly ignoring for most of the show you've seen teases of it we've talked about it but Barry's introduction is really what sort of starts steering us back towards, hey, there's a deeper, darker plot going on, and we need to start addressing it before the bad things happen. Now, we don't get to see too much of this, but we're going to break from that, because now that cuts away to the background unlocked, in which Felix takes his own little diversion to the Gibson Manor, where he decides to investigate on his own without a bunch of bumblefucks getting in his way. And as it turns out, he gets in his own way enough without, you know, Jer and Alan Rosa following him around. Like, the the bad luck energy, the, the bumblefuckery is like an energy that needs a conduit. So... It doesn't go away, it just focuses more on the other characters, because Felix is just a weaker conduit for that nonsense, but he trips over fences, he has a little bit of trouble making some evasions, but he gets in there, and it's fucking magic plot time, and this is one of those episodes that I wasn't privy to. I didn't get to know what was going to be in this until I got to listen to it. I could infer a lot of stuff I have personally been waiting on. And there are some things in this that I don't want to cover because they are best shown through. A lot of this is using magic to uncover the past. And with that, we're not outright given a lot of answers. A lot of things need to be inferred. And as much as I like the episode, and while there are things that I can cover, I don't want to spoil things about Felix or about the history of the Gibson family. Because I think it would lose the punch to go back to them and listen to them but we can we can dance around them i feel we get we get a couple little callbacks to our one-off party which i believe you can listen to on patreon that was when we were all learning how to play the game we had one-shot characters and the backdrop was us going to the gibson manor and boy oh boy have I forgotten that? So when they were calling back to it with with calls of Julian and whatnot, I was I was caught a bit off guard, but 
we get to see some of the history of Winifred Gibson and some of why she's really important. And <laughs> another thing that the rest of our characters maybe aren't fully aware of, but the audience has been getting these hints for a while now. And this gets to serve as a more direct, well, here are some answers. Here are some insights. And again, it's Felix looking into the past, seeing these events unfold through means of magic. And as it turns out, Winifred's past is not the only past that he has to encounter. And we finally get a little bit of Felix's humanity, and we get a little bit of Felix's backstory. And Felix is such an endearing goddamn character. He is my favorite part of the fucking ensemble. He serves such an important role. And getting to know him better like this is... It is so important, and it actually warms me right up to see him feeling things and interacting like a person, and not a ghost leech obsessed revenant doctor man, but as a husband and as a person with feeling still, because we've, we've been seeing a more muted Felix for a long time, and it's nice to see a little bit of a return in a really, really lore-friendly sense that I found to be really fulfilling. But Felix takes that knowledge and hides those secrets under his hat as he is one to do. So as we return to the docile docents, Jer and Al have no idea what's going on. They're following Felix. Barry and Delilah run into Felix at his apartment, and that is where the adventure begins. And if I have not said it before, I will say it now. Delilah is... <sighs> I am so weak to Delilah. I'm so weak to the character, the voice, the mannerisms. I have no idea how Felix plays that game. I, Jared definitely couldn't, and I certainly couldn't. I'm I am so fucking miserably vulnerable to that fucking crap. She's just the hottest thing in all of fucking Soul Story, and no one can convince me otherwise. But they have good banter, and Felix introduces himself, or rather Barry introduces himself to Felix, but together they have a mission and they need to go round up the only people suitable <laughs> for the job and they head to the brothel and they find al who's so happy and so eager to meet them not just because they're friends and company of a friend but because barry is a big goddamn fan of albert long and his dime novels, and the stories of this great bounty hunter, which, hey guys, y'all can read a couple of those over on the Patreon. 
because me and BB work together and we get snippets of those stories written out for y'all so that you can know just what bear he's so excited about and just why everyone thinks that Al is not a complete fucking waste of space. <laughs> but they go to gather Jer and Jer now sleeps with the door locked, his bed pushed up against the door, fully suited up, ready to fly out the window at a moment's notice because he's living in mania. All of this, this whole adventure, everything that he has been suffering through, being attacked by mannequins and bartenders and zombies and rats, this is the worst month of his life. It's never been this bad. He's never been beaten so thoroughly. And none of this makes sense to him, so he lives in paranoia. But his friends arrive, Al and Felix calling through the door. And sure enough, he lets his guard down because what intermission by Starlight introduced... And it's another really fun turn, and why I really, really enjoy role-playing in this, this arc, is Jer is warming up to these guys, finally. He's no longer creeped out by ghost magic, or spitting blood into Al's face. <laughs> these are his friends in words that he would never describe out loud but does describe in his journal which is on the patreon but they make off barry has some questions about some questionable moments in the albert long dime novels which al is mostly able to cover through means of disgusting, disgusting innuendo. But all of that is cut short when the group arrives close to their destination, rounds the corner, and wouldn't you know, fucking zombies. And the episode ends, preparing to take the fight to the undead, as they are one to do. Now, this stretch, this this stretch, and even before this, as, as I've mentioned in this, and have been building up to in other episodes of Soul Searching, this stretch, for me as a role player, was where pieces started to fall together, Jer started to come naturally, Al started to, like, the dynamic between those two and, and Al's dynamic with Felix, he started to feel maybe not like the team leader, but he definitely started to adopt to his role of he is the glue that keeps us together. And, again, it's nice seeing him not being the butt of the joke. It's nice seeing him with fans, and it's nice seeing him doing things that he's completely capable of doing because it relates to his backstory and Hell's not an imbecile. He's not an idiot. He's not useless. He's just 
fighting his nature. He's trying to apply himself in ways that he wasn't raised for, but he's still doing his best. And it's such a... You don't have to agree with me, but I think it's such a cool part of his character and his development. And again, we got a whole fucking Felix background unlocked. And... Yeah. There are some lines. There are some lines in that and some lines in his first interactions with Delilah at the beginning of episode 41 that I want y'all to hold on to. I want you to take some of those remarks and I want you to put them into your breast pocket and I want you to pat them and I want you to keep them there for later because there's a thing called foreshadowing and skilled writers use this to foretell events to come and build anticipation. And we, as shitty role players, accidentally managed to do that. And boy, oh boy, did it tug at the heartstrings. It's nice to go back and to listen to these intently knowing where we came from, knowing where we're going, and of this big jigsaw puzzle that's been so hard to figure out, this is where pieces start falling one after the other, after the other, after the other. The train is moving at full speed. We're getting close to the ending of season one. In real life, we have already started recording season two. There are big plans, as always. Cool things are on the way. We'll have to wait a little bit longer. I think either next time we do this, or I believe the next time after that. So two soul searchings from now you're not just going to get me what you are going to get is we are going to try and reunite the entire cast for a season one wrap and we are going to talk about everything we are going to talk about development we're going to talk about our thoughts and of course we are going to talk about the finale which will be coming in a couple weeks be prepared for it. I think now is the point where I should shill the Discord. I know I talked about Patreon. That wasn't a shill. That was an advisement. There is a difference between an advisement and a shill. But if you, if you want to come and comment... Oh, holy shit, hold on. Ben got back to us. What did I, what did I fucking say? What did I fucking tell you, people? It's like he's... Uh, I'm doing okay, man. The last episode had me cracking up. I almost forgot about my... Uh, oh, I should have... When I asked him, I should have specified something. These are just psychotic ramblings. I don't know what he's saying. But there, there you go. Ben was here. He's doing okay. That, that, yup, there you go. He's, he's doing just fine. Now, 
What was I talking about? Was I talking about the Discord? Yeah. Yeah, we have one of those. So the link will be in the description. And if you feel like coming into my house and telling me how wrong I am, you are free to do so. Now, this is the part of the stream where we sing our goodbye song. But unfortunately, my throat is a little sore. So what you're going to have to settle for is the normal outro music played in reverse, just like last time. Because you know what? We did it as a gag, but it's actually pretty banging. So I'm going to let that play us out. I'm going to start it right now. Yep, it's fading in. Y'all can hear it. And I'll just let you let you sit back and enjoy that for a while. And I'm just going to quietly make my exit. Just quietly over here. And I'm just going to disappear into the ether. Goodbye, everyone. Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for listening to us today. And if you like this episode, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? You might as well rate and review us while you're at it. Now, if you're looking for updates, you can find us at soulstorypod.com. In case you were looking to stay in touch, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at soulstorypod. Now, if you wanted to keep in touch with all of us folks personally, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Moose at Mooseyfo. Spencer at Spare Bear the Meek, the lovely man who plays yours truly, Albert Long, at Hot Bam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light, and Alex at Roll for Alex. And as always, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs>